let's see, Wednesday, the 23rd of March, 2022. Happy Wednesday to you all. Welcome, Hi, Bonnie. Yes, hello. <laughs> hey, Bonnie. Hi. Hi, Don. Hi, everybody. Hi, Don. Hi, Hi Lauren. Welcome, Hi, Ellen. Hi, Bonnie. Cecil. Good to have you, Ken. And Judith, welcome. Thank you. Hi, Judith. Hi, Judith. Glad to be here. Thank you. All right. Happy Wednesday, welcome. Please say your name and location. Hi, hi, this is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. Welcome, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hello. Is that Joyce? Bonnie. It's Bonnie. Yeah. Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie is full of joy. <laughs> and welcome uh -huh. to the next caller. Please say your name and location. Welcome. If you want to, we welcome you. Hello, this is Terry and Sedona. Welcome, Hi, Terry. Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hello. Welcome to the next Joy, Joy, Joy. Welcome back, Joy. Joy, 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 Joy. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. And welcome Hello. to the next caller. Please say your name and location. I'm from California. My name is Pam. Hello, Hi, Pam. Pam. Welcome back. Hi, Pam. Hi, Pam. Hi. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Hey, Terry. Right. Yes? Remember when you experimented with uh, breatharianism? Were you, did again? you try were you using any certain kind of breathing techniques or anything? No. You can have more than one trap in Did you is learn the, anything? Is Lauren on the call tonight? Yeah, Lauren's here. Hey, Lauren. You are? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Ken from Mississauga. Welcome, Ken. I, I came in before everybody else came in earlier. I would just <laughs> set a timer and then I call in. Oh, hi, Ken. Hi. Hi, Ken. Getting a big rainstorm here tonight. Hopefully, it's going to be nice tomorrow. All Let's right. Get, two, three Tell inches of rain. Where's Mississauga? Where's Mississauga? Mississauga is right next to Toronto. It's actually a separate city. It never was a suburb of Toronto. It's, uh, I think it's got the third or fourth busiest airport in North America too. It's actually, Toronto Airport's actually Mississauga. Welcome to the next caller. Appreciate the name and location. Uh, Kathy in Tennessee. Hello. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Kathy. Hey, guys. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hey. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the next caller. Please say your name and location. But of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. And welcome to all of you listening in online through BBS Radio. Happy Wednesday. 
Does anybody actually know how many people listen on BBS, or is, does BBS actually know when people sign in? I believe they can see it, but we don't know. Last time I heard it was 32. Okay. That's good. I was listening for a good six months a year before I actually decided to call in. I would listen to the replays. All right. Uh, but so I guess there's a lot of people that... Pro I, I'm trying to get more people to listen to your calls here in the area. I'm telling people that are open to it to go to your website and listen to the replays and then trying to... I want to get uh, get it dominated by Canadians this line. Just joking, everybody. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> do your best to do so, Cam. No, yeah, I just, you know what, if, every, if everybody tells two other people, it, it, like, uh, the more people you get, the more positive energy you get to whatever cause it is. And there was yeah. a guest on Coast to Coast saying that a long time ago, they did a study on it. I think it's, like you said, more than two, but they say even six or eight, Power of Eight or Power, there's a book called Power of Eight, I bought it. We have two more people joining Happy Wednesday. Please say your name, location. Terry in Nevada. Roger in Austin. Welcome, Terry, Terry and welcome, Roger. Thank you, hey, Roger. Ken, uh, one of the hi. things that we do, we have a policy where when we're talking away and then somebody dings in, we stop whatever we're saying and we let the greeter greet the person. Or, or if there's Sorry no greeter, that. we greet the person. You didn't okay, know. Ken. That's okay. I welcome the next caller. Please say the name and location. It's Wynn in Sedona. Welcome, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. All right. I thank you all for being here. Are we on BBS? Yes, we are. Hello to everybody in BBS land. And uh, this is not going to be like anything you ever heard before, unless you listened last week. And we're going to be having a conversation with beings in another dimension that are really wise, really powerful, and are trying to help us both individually and collectively in this period we're in right now. And be skeptical, but listen and carefully. On this call, people have submitted questions their own questions of any kind of nature and we're going to ask them and I'll just tell you even though they're able to answer questions they never violate your free will they don't want to tell you what to do uh, we're not here to be uh, minions of something on the other side but if something is really wise and really astute and powerful. You never know what's going to happen. And a number of people that have been on our calls have experienced something that they thought was a miracle that couldn't have happened uh, without some kind of intervention. And they do do interventions, okay? And they they can cause shifts at an atomic level and cause something to rearrange. And they're also paying attention to you. Even though you're in somewhere 
anywhere in the world, if you're on this line, they will pay attention to you. And uh, you may not believe that until something happens that proves it. And we've had things happen all the time that proves that they're doing that. And we're going to start in just a moment. Um, is Terry on? I'm here. Oh, yeah. Now, the way this works is people have emailed me questions today. And um, Terry is the person they speak through. They call her an instrument. Some people would call her a channel. And and I've known Terry for years. And one night, some years ago, she woke me up in the middle of the night. And she said, get the tape recorder out. And her voice started talking to me. It told me to ask some questions. So I thought she was making it up, but I started asking some questions and they were answering it. And it didn't take me too long to figure out that there's no way she would make up the answers that I was getting. Uh, and I, test, I tested it for about two years, two or three years. And I said, I think this is important. And the, uh, the intelligences that were speaking to me were not just anybody. They were the sources that um, we have identified as God through the history of mankind. There's two different group souls. One of them is called the Elohim. Elohim is the name for God in the Old Testament and in the Book of Mormon. The other one's called the Ra group. And most people identify Ra with Egypt. And actually, the famous Ra in Egypt is not the Ra group. Well, I'm not going to explain it all. They're connected, but not, not in a positive way. So I don't want to go into it. And um, these two group souls are collaborating to bring us the best answers. The Ra group, the Elohim group that talks to us, did not have physical incarnation in this realm. But they can project their energy into this realm. And into, in fact, they can project their energy in, into anywhere in the universe and any dimension in the universe. The Ra group is at a lower level. Uh, they're in what they call sixth density. And they have graduated from this realm hundreds of thousands of years ago. They team together uh, and act on the other side. And they, and they have more wisdom than the Elohim in certain areas because they had bodies in this realm and everyone has this challenge in this realm. It's not easy and we don't know what's going on. And 
our calls help people figure out what's going on. If you want to believe us, you have to listen, see if anything I said makes sense. Many people feel energy is on this line. So um, thank you for tuning in tonight, all of you. And let's mute everybody and start the recorder, okay? Thank you, Ben. All right. Muted. It's March 23 today. The recording has started. Okay. This is March 23rd, 2022, and we're doing questions to the Elohim and the rock group. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person on this line. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted to the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe, through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies and into the center of the earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. And we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? Yes. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. It is our joy to be with you. And we take a moment and we come directly to each and every one of you who is listening, and if someone uh, doesn't want to be contacted or touched, then we don't um, come directly to you. If we ever see anything that doesn't make sense to you, disregard it. Uh, We only mean to bring positive things through to you that you can use in your daily life and that are meaningful to you. Do you have questions? Yes. Ken from Musaga. Ken, I don't know what state you're in, but I'll just... Where's Musaga? Do you know? know? Um, This is a general question, so you don't have to look at him personally. It's right near Toronto. Toronto, okay. Is it true some ET groups do not need food, but get their energy from the universe, and <laughs> I should say, or from us. Okay, thank you. Every, um, all groups are here source of energy. Um, some of them do not get it from food, uh, but could get it from other forms of energy, for instance, 
the sunlight and have figured out how to transform uh, that energy into something that can sustain them. There are some groups um, that do um, give us a moment. We are looking at other groups. There are some groups that have figured out how to get their energy from uh, the uh, universal field. And such an individual that may have figured this out uh, may not need sleep or may not need to eat food. Um, some individuals in the human race have figured this out and have gone for years and years without um, eating uh, food, but have done fine. Terry once went. Terry once went to a, a meeting of some people here in Sedona. Supposedly, were breatharians. Were they actually breatharians? Can you look at that? They drank water, and uh, sometimes they drank uh, orange juice or different juices. Uh, but they uh, looked at the sunlight at dawn and the sunlight at sunset, and were able to. Uh, get significant energy from that. However, they did drink water and they did have some juices. Mm -hmm. In a group like that, that's doing that on our planet, we have the idea that we need certain vitamins, certain minerals, certain specific things to make our body function. Are they able to, is their body able to convert sunlight into the things they need in their body. Sometimes uh, they can become deficient in um, different minerals and um, it, uh, some of them can seem to do very well with uh, simply the water and the juice. Thank you. Next question. What is, this is from Sija in England. What is the ego and how did it develop? The ego develops as the individual, the body form, uh, begins to grow, it uh, is needing uh, certain things uh, for itself, and um, it is a service to self-function uh, of the um, body which and the mind, which brings energy into itself. Uh, the ego is the survival mechanism, and uh, it can help propel the individual 
And uh, so it is necessarily negative uh, in those forms. Uh, however, uh, if the ego gets very much blown up and uh, does not take into consideration other people and uh, interaction with others and uh, becomes very possessive of other people's energy, uh, then it uh, can be a hindrance to the growth of the individual. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Don, on your question here, we have we had two Sunday calls where we went into great depth on this about three months ago. So I'll, I'll ask the question, and I know that the depth of the answer is really not time to give a complete answer. And Don asks, could you could you give a concise definition of Christ consciousness and its origin? Thank you. Christ consciousness is a state, a way of being wherein individuals um, take into account their fellows and um, give us a moment. It is a state uh, where people look to the sharing principle, the uh, lovingness between individuals, they honor their origin, which is from love. The love, the first principle is free will. The second principle is love. Where love is shared and the third principle is light. Because as love is shared, light comes into manifestation. And then from that, all things are manifested with love. Um, so it is the honoring of the basic love uh, the, is the second creation force um, that allows, that sets up light and brings, begins to bring in manifestation. Uh, so it is a um, a state that is honoring the true nature of individuals. Um, and when this is honored, then the world is more harmonious and things 
can work better, energies can combine better, and the world is a much better place. We hope that provides it is a slightly different look at it, but we hope that provides some insight. Thank you. And it's, it's an energy that you can experience uh, rather than learn about intellectually. And when you experience it, you have the capability of transferring it to somebody else. And... Um, could we say that's true? Yes, it is something that is experienced, and um, it is experienced in all levels of life. Yes, and you experience it by being around someone else who's experiencing it, and then people yes. pass it on, and. Yes. It's such an uplifted feeling that religions form around it, okay? And um, that's all I'll say. Okay. Um, next question is from This is another one from Don. You have described on several occasions the one infinite creator as a void. I believe you have also said that some Elohim sometimes will become a void. Or, I mean, I think what they said is they return to a void and they go back and forth. My question is, why would anyone want to be a void? This is the basis of all that is. Um, <laughs> actually, no one would want to be a void because if they wanted to be a void, they would, and, and they succeeded, uh, they wouldn't have a, a desire to want anything because it would be a void. So, when individuals uh, would um, want to manifest as something, uh, they, they would manifest and distort in ways that they could then create their own reality. And they wouldn't um, want to be avoid if Let's say that an individual was able to become the void. There would be absolutely a zilch there. There wouldn't even be a there. There wouldn't even be a um, directions. There wouldn't be anchor points. There would be nothing. But it would be worse than nothing because nothing at least has a space with nothing in it. So um, if an individual um, uh, wanted to be anything, uh, they, they wouldn't 
um, want to wish to be avoided. Thank you. Uh, quick question added to that. What is the difference between going into a void and going to sleep? The void is sleep is a different state of mind where uh, the mind can roam free and explore and look at different uh, inner planes or different realms or uh, confer with other beings uh, or other um, groups, uh, which would be uh, totally different than going into a, a, a state of non-existence, totally zilch. Does that make sense? When? Ben's phone dropped out. When he dropped out all one second. Right. Okay. Let me go get him. Thank you. All right. I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry, I oh. dropped out. Oh. All right. Okay. okay. All right, there you are. Okay. Next question. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come. Okay. Kathleen Garvey. Um, I could feel your wonderful energy while listening to a call from last Sunday and literally thought you soothingly with dreams of divine love and grace as I heal from a bad concussion. I I danced I danced I danced into the ice a week ago or so. Did you help me to sleep so deeply that I just couldn't remember the deep dreaming I had asked for regarding how I might best proceed to be of service to others as I move to a different physical location nearby where I currently live? Or will it be pieces of dream sequences that I'll receive symbolisms in that I must discern the information from? Thank you. Thank you. We are working with you. Um, and uh, so you are the lead. We are not the lead. You are the lead. And so um, we can help bring forth or make a, um, say, a uh, platform uh, that you can bring in bits and pieces of uh, your own um, desire to be of service and uh, in different ways that you might be of service, uh, we can help make the platform for you to bring in these pieces to look at. 
Thank you. And then she thanks you from the deepest recesses of her heart for your love and light and your beautiful ongoing counsel from the higher realms for myself and all who genuinely ask for your assistance. And with great affection, Kathleen. Okay. We love you. Okay. Okay. And John Siboronsky. Will the laws of physics on Earth always remain the same, or will they change? If they will change, then which laws of physics will change, and how will they change? John. <coughs> Give us a moment. There are laws within laws. See that when certain laws are changed by the um, workings of the heavenly bodies and their proximity uh, to each other, but there are specific ways in which they change. Uh, so there are set changes that um, as one goes from one density to the next density, certain aspects change. And um, oh, <laughs> give us a moment. It is that a nested set of rules or laws that change uh, depending upon the influences in play. Um, there are so many uh, different uh, specific interactions that could be pegged um that uh, we do it it is a very broad subject here, but in answer to your question, yes, the laws of physics change, but the laws of physics um in one area say are not the same as the laws of physics that are affecting another area. Uh, so, in a sense, mm, the specific laws that have been set up, say, by the Galactic um, Center, it, it, and they set up the laws that the other uh, heavenly bodies in the galaxy uh, are ruled by, uh, they can change them. Uh, and then there are specific laws that as you move from uh, one set of circumstances to within another set of circumstances, the laws change in a more fixed way. So there are multiple answers to your question. Thank you. It sounds like we need a longer time to really 
answer that in the right way. But next question, question from me. We've heard that the Earth is graduating into fourth density, and we've heard that humans are graduating into fourth density, some of them. Does this mean if we are a human who's going to graduate, that we're just going to stay on this Earth and move with it, and the other people will leave? Because oftentimes we think that we're going to ascend to somewhere else. Could you clarify that? Thank you. The Earth is already graduating into the fourth density, and individuals are moving uh, where they're they're, um, being born into the fourth density, and they're on this planet. Um, If somebody is third density, they may still uh, struggle to stay with it, uh, and um, have a very difficult time, uh, but as a fourth density planet, the individuals moving into it that are able to uh, synchronize with the energies are the ones that will stay with it, and others that are, say, trying to be born in it would not be able to make it, and... uh, would need to uh, sit it out or be moved some, uh, to some other place. So they won't move themselves. They will be moved, right? It, it is usually that um, they are moved. Mm-hmm. So... Um, those of us that graduate will just stay with this upgraded earth then. Yes. And be reborn into it. And it'll be a different kind of experience, right? Unless they're very advanced and they can go into fifth density or sixth density. If they were very advanced, like a, let's suppose someone was able to move into fifth density. Uh, could they still come back on Earth, or would they go somewhere else? No, oh, they could come back on Earth and experience a lifetime as a fifth density being, or even a sixth density being, uh, on mm-hmm. the Earth plane. Mm-hmm. So the Earth can encompass all of those things. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you. Um, now, Edna is asking, <laughs> this is a good, good question to follow my question. I would like to understand, how can I move to the fourth density? Is it possible to move back and forth from third to fourth and fourth to third while I'm still in this physical body? which is currently located in the third density. How do I know that I am operating from the fourth density? If if I wake up one day knowing for sure that I'm in the fourth density, would it mean that my physical body died in the third density?
No. We would like to suggest that you are already in a higher density. And as being uh, in a body moving in the earth plane, you are already in a higher density. And therefore, you have abilities uh, and abilities to help people to see into their problems, to be able to um, intuit what is going on with people, uh, due to the fact you are in a higher density. Mm-hmm. And I'll add one more question. The Earth is moving into fourth density. And in the past, when the Earth was in third density and somebody was going to graduate into fourth density, is it likely for them to still come back to Earth or might they incarnate somewhere else? Would you repeat that? In previous time periods, the Earth was in third density. It was not in fourth density. If somebody was on the planet and managed to hold a fourth density consciousness, would they tend to stay on Earth or would they tend to uh, incarnate somewhere else or... Yeah. Uh, it would depend upon, you have wanderers coming back all the time from higher densities that are on Earth and are of a higher density, fourth, fifth, or sixth. Mm-hmm. And they are able to have a life here. Okay, thank you. Next question. Okay, this is from Raiden. And he asks, Carla channeled, in Carla's channelings, Ra talked about the Confederation of Light which would, and I'm adding this just so people know what that is. It's kind of like a positive United Nations of planets making uh, rules together uh, to keep the the universe working. And, uh, And a lot of times on the internet, people are talking about the Federation of Light. And how is the Federation of Light the same as the Confederation of Light? There are various councils and confederations and federations. I choose the Council of Light, uh, which is a group of individuals He's um, gone to the other side and passed on and uh, has gotten together as a sort of a group soul that are helping individuals in uh, this on this planet 
uh, the Confederation is a group of um, higher density beings in uh, this area of uh, the galaxy that have gotten uh, together to help the rules and uh, to help the management of uh, the areas um, uh, that they are in charge of. Uh, That is the Confederation. Um, The Federation of Light, uh, which you speak of, we we, uh, would need more information uh, to say which group that was. Mm -hmm. What domain uh, is the Confederation of Light that Carla channels? Uh, what what area of the universe do they moderate? The Milky Way solar system? It, it, it is higher. It, it is part of the Milky Way. So outside of the is are there any councils that uh, work for a larger area than just a local galaxy? Uh, there is the Council of Nine, which is higher. Um, there are the Guardians. Um, who uh, answer to the Council of Nine. Uh, the Guardians uh, are very uh, great beings that uh, get together and uh, um, help to administer uh, the section here. Um, the there uh, is a, a council on Jupiter. Um, You ask if there is a um, like a galactic, uh, say, galactic federation or confederation. Or did, mm-hmm. there is that? Yes. An intergalactic uh, federation of sorts. Yes, uh, they uh, work together uh, to various degrees. All right. I could ask a lot of questions about this, and maybe I'll do it on a Sunday rather than pick up somebody else's question here, okay? And uh, let me see here. Question from Dharmananda. I'm having a lot of pain in my left hip. Can you tell me why? Uh, we see a misalignment. Uh, give us a moment. Question from 
we will work for a minute to ease the pain. Um, we see it as not just a misalignment, as there is um, in in the workings of the hip joint. Uh, there is uh, some uh, mm, cartilage uh, destruction uh, is creating an anomaly there. Thank you. Okay. Question from Edna. I would like to ask our sources about the difference between being in a dream with an act of participation versus being in a dream as an observer without active participation. I noticed when I am in a dream situation with full participation, others are able to see and perceive me. One other, another example of dreams I seem to be observing and only a few, if any, could see and perceive my presence. I wonder what these two different scenarios represent, and if there's a reason why sometimes they perceive me and sometimes they do not. Well, if you take part in a dream sequence, which would be a, 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 on another platform, another um, uh, reality say uh, then if you if people you are taking part uh, then there is more opportunity for the others uh, uh, as they are also taking an active part to uh, see you and to take part with you if you are merely observing then uh, it can be uh that they you are not they are not observing you because you are not uh taking an active role uh, but merely uh looking from looking on you know it brings up the question for me and that is if you're in a dream and other people and other beings in the dream are responding to you are they mock-ups of your projection in the dream, or are they actually separate consciousnesses? They very well could be separate consciousnesses um, who are also participating in the dream. Okay, thank you. Next question. From Alan, Alan Ferguson in Old Bridge, New Jersey. My heart is filled with gratitude for the love and light I have experienced. You have been so generous in addressing my concerns and those I have placed in the light. My question concerns, how can I embrace the hologram and the intention resulting in the greatest good for the highest number without violating the free will of others. At this time, it seems like the world is on the edge of a precipice. There's 
powerful forces exercising their free will as thousands are being killed and maimed. What can our group do without violating free will? Thank you. Um, when one looks at a situation that is going on, uh, it can have a distorted view the farther from the situation one is. Even when one is participating in the situation, it can have a wrong look at the cause of what is going on. Uh, so to maintain uh, overlook uh, that is open yet uh, can tap down things that make sense or uh, the uh, individual things uh, that have been uh, proven. Um, one can maintain your viewpoint of in, and for the greatest good of, of all and for the highest and best outcomes. One can maintain that look. And let's say that you have a very negative being that is in there fanning the flames towards uh, some very uh, other uh, conclusion, uh, you uh, do not, uh, and he have different uh, free will choices of what is uh, the desired outcome of each. Uh, so uh, the The look that you have towards maintaining uh, the best outcome uh, may not be the same look that this negative individual has as the best outcome. But to <laughs> keep uh, your uh, viewpoint flexible so that it takes into account all of the things that um, you are coming across. Uh, and um, the, the outcome uh, can be steered by the consensus uh, however, if you are not even in the consensus, your 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 calling has an effect and uh, is important. Thank you. I have a follow-up question. Thank you. Who is that? Who is that? Darmananda? Yeah. Darmananda? Heal it. They said they were working with it. They usually are not going to make 
a commitment to say, yes, we'll heal it. I've never oh. heard them say that, but it sometimes happens for people. So be receptive to their energies and see what happens, okay? Okay. Thank you. If they did that, if they did that on this call, we'd have 6,000 people on it in about a month. <laughs> uh -huh. And then it, they'd have to say, no, we're not going to heal you. We're going to heal you. And it would be rather awkward, you know? Oh, yeah. So, uh, and so be open to it. They said they're working with it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure if they're inside you, they're going to do what they can. Okay. And, okay. But, okay. All right. All right. And let me see if I have any more questions here. Um, I, I send you one. <clears throat> what? I send you oh, one at the beginning of. You sent me one. And Valerie, Valerie sent one. Hang on. Hang on a second here, Harris. Let me look at your question here. Just a moment. All right, hi. Late last Saturday evening, I had all of a sudden this loud, unwanted thought running through my friend where my son Edson wrecked his car. It kind of gave me goosebumps, but was able to shake it off. And then the next morning, I got a text from his mother. Edson wrecked his car at midnight. He is fine, and so is his friend. What is going on here? Did I have the thought, and then it happened? If so, was the thought I had contributing to it happening? I felt pretty uncomfortable about this. Could you elaborate on what happened and give advice regarding possible future occurrences? Thank you. Yes. Um, when a possible future occurrence uh, is coming closer and closer, the uh, elements of the physical universe are beginning to line up in the direction of that happening. So if a person has a premonition that something's going to happen, um, then uh, take a look at the occurrences. What what is going on? Let's say that you had some more time about this, and you got a premonition that um, somebody was going to wreck their car or or have a problem. Then um, you. It, it would be like an early warning system. And it doesn't mean that you're doing it. it, it the, the hard part about all that is the person can start to think, oh, I thought of it, so I'm doing it. But it is not the case. It is a, a look at the component of the makeup of 
the events and the physical manifestations and physicalities of things that are starting to combine together. So the individual starts to think, oh, you know, I'm getting this idea that um, a certain thing is going to happen. And and then they they shouldn't think, you know, oh, this is something bad with me because I'm mocking up this horrible uh, scenario. They should begin to think, what is there about the physical reality that is beginning to act in the way of uh, this beginning to potentially happen? And one, if to use it as an early warning system, could uh, take a look, like, son, have you uh, checked the oil in your car? Or uh, are you paying attention to stop signs? Or uh, are you um, totally awake when you're driving? Uh, because these things are in a pre, this, a, a, a premonition are things getting to bleed through uh, from um, scenarios that are beginning to take form in, in, in reality. We hope that makes sense. Thank you. You know what? I have a lot of questions that I would ask about this, but I'm not going to do it. It's a, it's a good topic about uh, what seems to be a random event, and then you have a premonition about it. And But don't answer. I'll bring it up again. And one more question, and we have to leave. We're going to Whole Planet Healing. So if you're on BBS, just stay on this line. And uh, the question is from Valerie in Livermore. My question is about the shadow figures. I've seen three shadow figures come out of Dave's closet in our bedroom. He was always not in the bedroom when I saw them. It didn't surprise me. It did surprise me, but it didn't scare me. The last one was a tall, thin man with a top hat. He walked right through the bedroom door to go out in the garage and scare Dave half to death. I guess because he came up here running. Who are these entities who are bugging him? He's kind of a hoarder. Makes me wonder, where does the energy come from? Valerie. Thank you. As nearly as we can see, they're coming from a, um, a inner other uh, side uh, bleeding through into an area on your side where um, two different uh, uh, we search for the words uh, viewpoints is not the correct word but two different realities are beginning to intersect and, and move one into the other. Um, the idea is where we see that it might be coming from. Thank you. And I hope I didn't miss anybody tonight. Uh, 
Don, I, I had some of your questions for last week that I had in case I ran out of questions. And there were some good questions there. So you might ask one of them next week. And we're going into whole planet healing. And let me just tell you what that is in like a few seconds. We are working with sources that don't have physical bodies. And the Elohim in particular is very fluid. They're at a, they're at a higher dimension and they can flow down into this universe and they can add energy to things in this universe and they can cause miracles to happen. And I don't say that because um, they tell me that. It's because I've seen them. And the people that are on the calls have seen them. And at a certain point, I realized that the, the way these sources work is they respond to being asked. And so we started a call called Whole Planet Healing, where we go through all of the issues on earth right now and requesting more positive outcomes. And um, please stay on the line and you can hear us do this. And um, if you're one of those people who wants to be of service to the planet, being on this call creates an opportunity, okay? And on that note, we're going to open the lines and say goodbye to everybody on this line. Then what's going to happen is if you're on BBS, just don't move lines. Just stay there. And they're going to call up our other conference line where you'll be instantly in. And we're supposed to be starting that right now. So... We're going to uh, un unmute everybody. And Thank you very much. Unmuted. Please announce yourself. You're on BBS you like Radio. Yay. <laughs> we are ready. Oh, we're already on. Welcome, everybody, on BBS <laughs> to Whole Planet Healing. And now I'm going to greet. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your names and location? Joy and Roger Swim. in Austin. Hi, Joy. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Thomas Molina. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hi, Antonio. Hi, hi. Anybody else? Hi, John. Hi, John. Hi, John. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? It's Witt in Sedona. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, it's Terry in Sedona. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? But only if you want to. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? This is Judy in Arizona. Hi Judy. Hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. Welcome Hello. to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to Hello. say your name and location? This is Coco's mom. Hi, Maxalina. 
Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? But only if you want to. Welcome to Hope Planet right. Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? John from Las Vegas again. Hi, John. Hi, John. Hi. Hi. John again. All right. I turned off the things. Let's get going. Okay, hey, 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 I want to I, I say one thing before we start the recorder, okay? One thing. Yeah. First of all. First of Sorry. all, first of all, yeah, I want to cross over. I didn't realize. Muted. Thank you. First of all, John and I made up. We love each other. And there's no problem. Second of all, Mimi is still alive. And Larry is making efforts to take her home, and I'm not sure it's going to work, but... Uh, I think you mean know. Antonio, not John. No, Antonio. Okay, what did I say? I John. It's your other son. <laughs> my, my other son, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, you know, John, Antonio, when he came into this call early on, uh, and I don't know why I did this. I do things intuitively sometimes. And sometimes I screw up. I really do. But oftentimes I don't. And even though it might sound harsh in the moment, it has phenomenally good results. It changes the pattern. And I just had a conversation with Antonio today. And I was telling him, he truly is a healer, and he shouldn't just always be a joker, okay? There's a, I'm, I'm a joker sometimes, and but I'm not locked into it. And there's a time when jokes work to uplift everybody. But when you get stuck in that, you uh, limit yourself in the way you can impact people. And that I really believe Antonio has far more abilities than he's learned how to manifest. And 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 he he agreed with me. I know that's true. I know it's true. And so I provoked it and, and gave us a conversation today. Seven, seven, and I, I what's that? Seven ten. And and I know, but this is important. Well, <laughs> we're on BBS. We're on BBS, so we should go right into the call now, okay? Yeah, and I so, just have to say that I forgave when and what happened happened. I dealt with it and moved on. Yeah. So and, anyone, anyone, um, who felt, anyone who felt sorry for Antonio, <clears throat> let it go. We're moving on. It's a new moment, okay? And when you you have to learn to choose your words more carefully. Yeah. Because you don't know how it's gonna affect the other person. Uh -huh. Some people come into this call and they're going through really serious issues. And a joke is not necessarily the best way to reach them, okay? It could be, you never know. You have to develop your intuitions. Go ahead, Hives, we'll start. 
All right, thank you so much. And Antonio knows intuitively that laughter is one of the best medicines. Today it yeah. is March 23. When you're going to open up and then Jackie takes over? Yeah. I'll just the recording has started. This is March 23, 2022, Hall Plata Healy. And if you were listening to our last call, like I said, we have a whole group of interdimensional intelligences. Some of them don't have bodies. Some of them you could say were angels. Some of them you could call creator gods. They're wise, and they're not going to talk to us on this call. They're just present with us energetically. If you feel a very loving presence, you're going to like this call because it's going to go on for an hour, and we're going to apply that loving presence to making positive shifts on our planet. And I turn it over to Jackie. Thank you so much, Wynn. Well, um, welcome to all our BBS radio listeners. We love Monday and Wednesday because we get to share our call with you. Now, this is an open call, but those who consistently come into this call are driven to be of service and want to make this world a better place. Today and every evening, the call involves a collaboration of all of you who have joined us tonight or who are listening to a, leap, a replay and our sources, the same sources that you heard in the prior hour on BBS radio speaking to us through Terry Brown. And as Wynn has indicated, these sources are adding their energy to our request for healing, primarily the planet, but also for the people, places, and situations that concern us. And, of course, we always keep in mind that the principle of the highest and greatest good of all be observed, along with free will. So let's begin officially by calling in Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation requesting energetic protection for ourselves, this call, and this work. Cecil? Hello, Cecil. I don't think I heard him announce himself. So oh, maybe well, Joy. Is, is Joy available? All right, Cecil's line is present, but I guess I had to move away from the phone. So yeah, Joy, if you're here. Oh, I am here. Can you hear me? Yeah, thank you. Okay. All right. Everybody, Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest and the greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe, through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, 
into the center of the earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us, and we co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. And anything not of that nature must leave now. I'm back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Joy. Well, we look forward to the next few minutes on our call because both Winfrey and Terry Brown join us and they share some of their thoughts with us. So, Win, Terry? Thank you. I want to announce that we're not a religion, okay? Although we can sound like one. And we're talking to the sources that were actually um, religions were created around them because miracles happen around them and they answer requests. They don't do things unless they're asked. So asking them turned into prayers. We have uh, an ongoing verbal rapport. We talk to them uh, live two times a week. Terry and I talk to them when we have questions during the week and get clarification on what we're doing and guidance. And when I asked them if they like to be worshipped, they said, no, we're like your higher dimensional big brothers and we can help you and you can help us because your planet is all screwed up. So uh, we, if, if, if we need people so we can get our energy there and lift the vibration. And Terry is the voice for these. And it's very fascinating if you choose to listen to our calls, you'll get the feeling for them. And you may end up having your own miracle. Many people on this line have had little miracles, big miracles, and sometimes we've had we don't even know what miracles we're creating on this call. Um, but I know we're creating some, and occasionally we get to know we did something. I turn it over to Terry. Hi, everybody. It's um, an honor to be able to hold this um, ability to uh, converse with the um, the Elohim and the world group and other beings. It's like all my life I've kind of had that ability to talk to spirits. And, uh, you know, it's... (laughs) Once my aunt was really late and showing up for Thanksgiving and (laughs) I'd just leave my body and go and check out. No, she didn't have a car accident. You know, it's like she was just delayed. uh, it was just kind of normal. And it seems like my um, abilities have increased with the being able to uh, do it, uh, actually with practice. And I want to thank, thank everybody for uh, being on the call and uh, taking part in this. 
and I'll turn you back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Terry and Wynn. And uh, I'd like to emphasize and encourage everyone to visit thespiritchannel.net. You hear many, many, many channeled messages firsthand, the majority of which were um, brought forth through Terry Brown. So on this call every evening, we're so fortunate to have Bonnie from Corona, California, because she is familiar with many of the channeled messages archived on the Spirit Channel. And she chooses something special for us to share with us each evening uh, from those archives or a compatible resource. So, Bonnie, what do you have for us tonight? Hi, thank you. Well, this uh, we're going to continue with this call that we read from last night, uh, which took place on July 14th, 2010. And you can find this on the spiritchannel.net. Um, and the question that someone had submitted uh, reads, um, I have heard somewhere that as we continue our journey in this particular lifetime, relationships which are no longer positive will fade away. What? If this is happening with close members of our family, specifically our spouses and children, if one is moving in a different direction than those around them, does that encourage the individual to try to wake them up? Or does the individual acknowledge the difference and do nothing more? Is there an obligation to help one's loved ones prepare for what is coming as far as the shift is concerning, even if they have not responded in the past? And I think most of us have kind of come across this sort of idea that uh, it's hard to find someone on the same page sometimes with this information. But raw on through Terry then gives us some information. That is a brilliant question. Individuals whose focus is moving into other areas may attempt to broaden their own focus and to include the family members to connect with them, to understand them to get them into communication and see where their attentions are going. By being recognized and listened to, then it will reaffirm the relationship and the connection and the bond between the people as they begin to broaden their horizons and see how the other person is expanding their horizons. Would it be, for instance, an area where one felt that they could not enter? For instance, if the child were beginning to explore drugs or to be a joker and begin to act disrespectful. And one may also get that 
child into communication and see where he may be connecting with peers within his age group who are giving him recognition and attention for this other behavior and seeing what is the basis and understanding just totally unconditionally to see just where the other person is coming from. And it could be, and if it could be a move by the child to express their own independence and then look back and see where in the raising of the child, one may not have allowed their own free looks at things or allowed them to develop the ability to say no within the family sphere while they are still under the protection and the guidance of the family. Communication is a solvent that can reestablish bonds through communication. I thought that was interesting. I love you guys. I'm going to turn it back to you, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Um, you know, Jackie, Jackie, I want to make, I want to make one comment. Okay. Go for Very it. Very quickly. Yes. You know, Earlier on our question call, I asked a question, and I thought that answer was very relevant and important and clarified some things for me, and I wanted to reiterate it. We are on 4D Earth right now, and our group has <clears throat> created a consciousness of 4D, and for those of you who are waiting to graduate, and if you can't fit into the energy of this call, ask yourself, why not? <laughs> okay, that's all. Back to you. Well, I like that message, Wynn. Thanks. Well, let's move on now to the next portion of our call. And we're joining Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Jennifer researches the most current earthquake and volcanic activities <laughs> on our planet. And this is because our sources have asked us to stay informed of these current events, as well as that the most beneficial offering we can extend to Mother Earth is the energy of calmness. So be the calmness. Relax into that feeling. And let's join Jennifer as she guides us to each area of activity and let's radiate that calming frequency to all areas of concern. Jennifer? Thank you, Jackie. Also, I would like to invite the spirit of Mother Earth to join with us to enhance our intention to be the calm. First place we're going to start tonight is in Hawaii. And looking at the island today, we had a lot of um, low-level activity 2.5 and less. Um, we did have a little bit of activity scattered around uh, Mauna Loa and near Kilauea, but nothing over 2.5. So let's just take a quick moment and send additional calming to the island, to the seas, and what's underneath that we can't see, the undersea volcanoes, the fractures, the fault line, the hot spots. 
and just then calming down. And we want to take this opportunity also to thank Mother Earth because the vibrations that are going on there really aren't harming anybody. So we want to take this opportunity to thank Mother Earth. Now we're going to move down to the New Zealand area. Not much really happening on New Zealand, uh, the North and South Island. They had low levels today, threes and less. Um, But moving along the Kermadec Trench, which runs north from New Zealand, we did have a 4.8 on the Kermadec Trench. And one thing, I finally took a couple minutes to find out there is nobody living on the Kermadec Island. So (laughs) no matter what happens, there aren't people in the way. And then continuing north to Tonga, we had a 5.0, and then we had a 5.5. So Tonga is really in the crosshairs tonight. Um, This whole region is being pushed upward. So we send calm down to that entire area, the Kermadec area. And now we're going to turn uh, westward, and we're going to move across the um, Loyalty Islands. We had a 5.2. And then we come to a set of islands called the Vanuatu area, and we did have a 6.1 there. Continuing west to Papua, um, which is the left side of Papua New Guinea, uh, we had a 5.2 there. And then over to the Indonesian Crescent, where we had a good bit of activity, but everything was 4.9 and less. Now we're going to turn north to the Philippines. We had a 5.1 also some fours, and then to Taiwan. Now, Taiwan's interesting today. They had a 5.3, but away from the 5.3, they also had an earthquake swarm of fours, and this was all in the sea. Now we're going to continue north to Japan, and we had a pair of 5.1s, and we also had near... Uh, Fukushima off Honshu, we have that swarm still ongoing, but it was fours today. So we send calming to this uh, area of Japan. Continuing north towards Russia, we have the Kuril Islands, and we did have a 4.4 there. Moving across to Alaska, <clears throat> there was nothing much on the Aleutians, but we had a 4.7 uh, that was uh, at Port Allsworth. This is on the mainland. And then moving down through Canada, nothing reported, coming down into Washington. And we did have uh, Mount Rainier and also Mount St. Helens were rumbling today. And then moving, not much seismically though. And then moving down into Oregon, we did have a... 2.8 off the, it was in the sea, and this area is called the Gorda Ridge, and this is part of that step fracture zone there. And we also want to put Mount Hood and Three Sisters in the column. Moving down into California, we have um, nothing extraordinary, really. Um, The Geysers region, swarming then calm all the way down the San Andreas Fault to Southern California. The largest we had was a 2.6 at San Fernando. 
And then on the eastern side, we didn't have a whole lot going on, but we send calm to the Walker area, which is just south of Lake Tahoe, the Long Valley, Caldera, and Ridgecrest. And then moving over to, uh, before we leave the U.S., I do want to mention uh, Stanley, Idaho, which has ongoing activity, West Yellowstone, and uh, Montana, and also Tennessee, which in the, it was uh, north of Memphis. So I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess that we need to send calm to uh, this area. We had three small activities there in Tennessee. And then moving down into Mexico, we had fours, Guatemala, 4.3, Costa Rica and Panama, we had threes. And then looking at the other side of the plate, the Caribbean plate, we did have a 5.1 in Haiti and also some threes in the Virgin Islands. Moving back over to South America, we had 4.7 in Colombia, 4.3 in Peru, 4.4 in Chile, and 4.4 in Argentina. And that seemed to be the order of South America today. Now we're going to move up the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, and we're going to stop off. We had a 5.1, the Southern Mid-Atlantic Ridge, moving north to the Azores. I do want to bring this to everybody's attention. The Azores sit almost on the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, very close. And there was an article today uh, that I was reading that there have been over 1,000 very small earthquakes in 24 hours. So I did a little bit of research and read an article, and they think that this isn't volcanic. They think this is actually from the Mid-Atlantic Ridge spreading. So we know that this area has to do this. It's just part of the Earth, and we just send calm that um, humans and animals are not in the way of this activity. And then we're going to move through Europe, which really had very low levels. Um, threes in Romania, Greece, and Turkey. And then over to Armenia, we had a 4.3. Tajikistan, 4.4. Pakistan, 4.0. And moving over to the Nepal area, we had a 4.2. And then that brings us back around to the Middle East and back to the Ring of Fire. I'd like to thank everyone for participating, and I'll send you back to Jackie. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, Jennifer. We really appreciate all your research efforts, so thank you. Now, in just a few moments, Wynn will be taking us on his guided visualization, where he will direct our focus to many of the other issues that need our attention, but first, the phone lines are being unmuted, and you have this opportunity to put your concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. And if you're listening to us on BBS radio or to the replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns. And I'd like to thank everyone for your contributions tonight. Unmuted. I would like to put in all of our assistance with uh, 
bring us speedy resolutions for the highest and greatest good of all, uh, a full and absolute, unconditional, uh, divine uh, uh, protection be provided for all those who are working for the highest and greatest good of all on earth, from the smallest to the largest. And I would like to ask for the system to make a first step in connecting the, uh, those willing and able humans with the um, animals to assist in uh, prevention of the suffering for all the animals everywhere, in every way, uh, from the pets to the wild animals, birds, and everything else, and use the system uh, uh, for the highest and greatest good of all. Thank you so much. This is John. Go ahead. Enjoy. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I, I'm putting Kathleen Garvey and Mimi in the light tonight. Um, particularly, they both have really immediate issues going on. Doesn't mean that other people don't also put us all in the light. Anyway, um, but lots of love light to both of them and encouragement and support. And also, same for freedom of truth. Thank you. This is Roger in Austin. I'd like to put into the light uh, my soulmate, Annalisa. Thank you. This is Jeannie. Go, go, go ahead, Jeannie. Okay. I put human Tommy. into <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> Tom, I'll be quick. Tom. Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Sydney Powell and Mike Rendell. Thank you, Jeannie. Uh, thank you, Tom. This is John. I'd like to put Lake Mead into the uh, lights so that there's uh, more rain so that it refill Lake Mead. Thank you. Okay, and this is Jeannie in Sisters I put human awakening into the light, and I visualize a time when our consciousness rises to a place and to a frequency in which that which uh, once seems threatening or fear-inspiring or negative simply no longer exists and now can be seen as mere illusion. Excuse me, I have a cold. Um, where all that exists is positive, connection, unity, creativity, and love. And I ask the Elohim to assist us in making this positive vision our new and present reality. Thank you. Muted. This is Lynn, and we are going to access our 4D consciousness. We've already accessed it. We have a group energy and a loving energy present, which you could call the Christ energy. And we're joined, connected with those sources that we communicate with all the time who have the ability to amplify whatever request, when it meets their criteria. It's for the highest good of all concern and honoring free will. And simultaneously, 
there's a huge amount of negative agendas occurring on our planet right now, as most of you are aware of. Wars, viruses, vaccines, and hate. And the goal here is to create an opportunity to lift the negative stuff and have more people learn about how to hold, you could call it 4D consciousness. So we start out, we surround our planet with our group energy. And we're going to focus the love light energy of the higher realms down through us, rebroadcasting it to the surface of our planet and lifting the vibration wherever it's able to be lifted. And we focus on the humans who are service to others and send them support and care. We go to the children of our planet who are most sensitive to these energies but don't have wisdom yet. And I say children and young people. And you get wisdom by being here and learning. And we just put into this field that as they get older, they will learn the lessons of wisdom and become worthy what's the word? Um, anchors and, 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 and effective people in opening up the energies of other people. And we go to the animals and the pets that help keep their owners' energies open. And we go to the plant life, the trees, the bushes, the grass that pull in the energy from higher realms and move it through their bodies and their roots into the earth. And we go to the rocks, the the minerals, and the crystals, which can hold these energies very solidly in their rigid bodies. And we just send more energy so they can fulfill that function. We go to the insects, particularly the insects that are part of the balance of nature, like the bees. And we send this energy and we ask that they can survive and keep doing what they do. 
We go to the fish and the sea life and the dolphins and the whales. And now we go through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth. And the earth as a consciousness, the earth as a soul, the earth's energy field goes through the entire interior of the earth and penetrates through the surface so that all life is in that field. And particularly the humans who are still on lower paths, the earth has to process a lot of negativity. So we send the earth healing energy as well as gratitude for all she does to maintain everything. And we go to the energy waves that travel through the earth that terminate in potential earthquakes and volcanoes. And we send them calm energy. We go to the surface of the earth and we're gonna continue to work on future volcano, potential future volcanoes and earthquakes. And we're gonna go Jennifer did the earthquakes that happened today in the last 24 hours. And we're working on the potentials. And we go to the earthquake zones, which have a lot of fault lines and have a tendency to have earthquakes. And so we start with the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean. We send a column of light down that extends all the way from Asia and Australia to North America, Central America and South America, and all the islands in between. And we send calm energy to this entire area. We go to the New Madrid fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We send a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter, penetrating all the fault lines in this zone and bringing calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line that runs from the North Pole through Iceland down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean as far south as the tip of South America. We put a longitudinal column of light along this entire faulted area and send calm energy through the water to the land underneath the water.
We ask our sources to help locate all of the other potential earthquakes and volcanoes anywhere on our planet and to send them this calm energy. And any earthquakes that need to occur because the Earth is releasing stress, we ask that they can occur gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other out-of-balance situations. We start out with the coronavirus and its mutations. And we ask that it could be rendered harmless. We go into the immune systems of humans. and ask that they can be strengthened. We go to the toxins in vaccines and ask that they can be transmuted and rendered harmless. We go to all the agendas going on on our planet, stemming from negative service to self beings here that are working overtime to try to make the system collapse, to kill people, and to take control of the planet. And we ask for obstacles to all of these things. And we ask for increased awareness from the humans as to what's going on. And they can add their energy to the collective and not be seduced by fake news and whatever else, media reports, and etc. We ask for the awareness of humans to expand into the consciousness of the higher realms and learn how they can make requests and include them and have them manifest in their lives. We go to all the people who suffer for all the myriad reasons why people suffer in this realm. Feeling lonely, alienated, broke, abused, etc., etc. Physically ill, pain in their bodies. And we ask for the connection of the Christ energy 
to give them an opportunity to reach above their suffering. We go to the drought occurring on our planet and ask for gentle, consistent rain, particularly in those areas where there's populations and where animals are dependent on water holes. We go to the governments of our planet and ask for qualities of leadership that make people feel cared for and safe. And if they're not there today, that they can be there tomorrow. And we ask for those countries who are adversarial with each other and those groups that are adversarial to resolve their differences non-violently. And right now, we send this energy to the country of Ukraine and Russia. for the peaceful resolution to their conflict. We go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We ask for transmutation of toxic materials, including radioactivity, chemtrail toxins, nanobots, nanobots, and radio frequency microwaves and 5G, which is harmful to humans and animals. Anything in food, air, water, or medicines, which is toxic, to be transmuted. And we bring the energy back to ourselves. We see this flow of love light, Christ consciousness, flowing through the entire universe, through our galaxy, through our solar system, the outer energy fields of planet Earth, and landing on our personal rooftop. Well, we have an energy filter 
that only lets positive energy through. And if we're comfortable, we can invite that energy into our home and let it lift the vibration of every room in our living space. and transmute any negativity. And we can let that energy flow around the outside of our home, creating a barrier to negative energy from the world. Finally, we can invite that energy flow through our bodies, through our chakra system, reminding ourselves that we are each an aspect of the one infinite creator, temporarily experiencing these miraculous physical bodies on planet Earth. We're learning how to hold the frequencies on the higher dimensions. On that note, we are going to end the verbal part of our call. We're going to leave the lines open for those of you that want to hold these energies for as long as you like. And I thank everybody who's here. And I thank everyone who's volunteering to do one of the functions on this call. Bonnie, Jackie, Cecil, Joy, Hives, Antonio, and of course, Terry Brown. And on that note, we'll see you next time. This session is no longer being recorded.